When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast on the BHP Network. Myself, Tim Mazzarana, Bob McGee, Dave Thomas, and Kevin Conlin. And today we are talking about the Total Archery Challenge fail and peeing while hunting. Let's get started. The BHP Podcast is presented by bowhunterplanet.com. Join the hunt. Support for this podcast is provided by Grind Life Coffee, Burris Optics, Skull Hooker, Scott Archery, Cold Steel Knives. Hey everyone, this is Tim from Bowhunter Planet. Make sure you check out the new podcast, Respect the Game, wherever you find your podcast. Let's mount up! Alright, here we are. So, I guess we'll start with the Totally Archer Challenge fail, um, and only because we can't start with the urination thing, because Kevin is urinating as we speak. (laughs) But so we'll we'll let... Bob, take us into what happened with this totally ar- total archery challenge okay. major failure. What is it and what yeah, happened? First start with what the show is, how it got to this major failure issue that you're speaking of, and, and just go with it, Bob. Just go with it. Total archery challenge. Um, it's basically an event that it was set up several years ago by a guy from Utah. And what he's done is he's taken certain areas. uh, For a long time, it was just basically out west, and it comprised uh, San Antonio, Texas, uh, Colorado, uh, a couple other ones, uh, Terry Peak, South Dakota, Sunlight Mountain in Colorado, and Big Sky, Montana. And it took off out there like uh, wildfire. 3D people were looking for something that simulated actual outdoor scenarios as far as hunting. And within the last three or four years, it has moved to the eastern part of the states with Michigan having a resort area, uh, Boeing Mountain, and this will be the, I, I believe it's the fifth year for the event to be held at Boeing. Uh, starting a couple years ago, they started using a system similar to golf tee times. It's called a a knock time. Yeah. That's hilarious. And what you do is they give you a certain date. This year it was last Saturday. The event opened up at eleven or nine o'clock, excuse me, mountain time, which was eleven o'clock here in the morning. Eleven o'clock in the morning here, people got online, people got online throughout the country to go to the events and the system within the first couple minutes crashed. They were using a third party for billing information and information for... So this was the sign up? This for... was the sign up for the oh, event. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, when Boeing first started, you know, they had maybe 700 people. It's gotten to the point where if you aren't registered the first day within the first 30 minutes of an event you can almost guarantee that you're not going to be able to shoot the event. Because once the knock times are are sold by first come, first serve, 
they're gone. This sounds like Russian hacking to me. Yeah, I don't know about Russian <laughs> hacking, but it, if you were following Facebook and some of the comments about it, I was lucky enough after 45 minutes, I got a knock time for the, the times that I wanted and stuff. But this third-party organization that was doing all the computer work and stuff for failed. So all, I the, all the retired guys that had unlimited time to sit oh, yeah. and wait it got totally their knock times. Totally screwed us up. The people that actually need to schedule for the time that they need because they don't have time during well, the Well, there, there's tons of people that <laughs> plan on these events every year that took time off of work, got sure. housing for families, team members, people that they shoot with. They couldn't get knock times. So Total Archery Challenge is catching a bunch of flack. And sure they are. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully they find some way of improving the registration method because there's a lot of unhappy people out there. No, that's crazy. So yeah. walk us through, like when you go there, walk us through one of these events. Uh, the one event that I'm familiar with is Boeing. They take Boeing Mountain up in Boeing, Michigan. Which is, which is a ski hill. It's a ski hill. It's a ski resort. A lot of these events are run at ski hills. Uh, what they do is they show up the week before the event opens. It, it's a three-day event. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday event. And what they'll do is they'll set up 3D targets and scenarios on the ski hill. Okay? At Boeing, you ride the chair up, you pick a course that you're going to shoot, and you usually walk most of the way down there's sometimes you've got to like downhill yeah there's some of the course where you (laughs) there's some of the course where you traverse back uphill but there there's three courses and i've i've forgotten the names of them it used to be sitka prime prime's a big sponsor of the event and there was one other name and it it doesn't come to memory right now but your average shot one of them's an easy course you know 20 to 40 yards, they call easy. The next one's 40 to 70 yards. and then there, That's there, a big range, 40 to 70? There, there's actually the hard course, and that's 40 yards out to 100. Wow. And you're, you're shooting scenarios that would likely be out west, extreme uphill, extreme downhill on some of the I was uh, I was talking to somebody recently about it, and I, I don't know which one it was. I don't think it was Michigan, but probably somewhere else. Uh, but they had they had uh, one of the most challenging ones was they had a hundred yard shot mm. at a squirrel <laughs> 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 or or a gopher or like something of that size, and he was just nice. telling me about it. It was so funny because they have the you know they they have really nice targets. Oh yeah, right? they're they're using all Reinhardt. Yeah, so really cool Reinhardt targets, and uh, this thing is pristine because nobody shot it. <laughs> You see arrows <laughs> in the trees and like everywhere around it, but there's there's, there's yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious because so. you'll get you get to a target like I say, seventy eighty yards, and it they'll set this target up to where you've got a shot maybe eight ten inches between trees and shrubs and bushes, and when you walk <laughs> up on this target after you shoot it, there's there's fifty hundred arrows stuck in in trees. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. So how do, how does the scoring work? Because it's a competition, right? There's it's basic, awards and well, is it honor system? Yeah, it's an honor system, and it's basically a fun shoot. They do have a, a portion of the shoot set up to where you can win truck. 
I could win this thing. Yeah. <laughs> Kevin's alive over here. <laughs> thought you died. <laughs> took off. <laughs> he started. That was a, that was <laughs> a bit of a coffee fit. We need to call fit. the police or something. We missed you. You could win a truck. I could have been there's unconscious. All kinds you guys prizes. never came and checked. I looked over there. Kim, Kim was just turning laughy the whole time. I tried to get out. Dave wouldn't let me get out. I, I asked Griffin to check it out. <laughs> uh, Griffin did ask me if I was hey, okay. For those of you that saw, might not have heard. I saw you uh, give him the nods. I, I had to quickly mute um, Kevin's mic. He had, he had a <laughs> Those day. on YouTube saw, pretty, saw it happen pretty slow crazy, motion. Pretty crazy <laughs> coughing. <thing. laughs> I've only been coughing for a month. He had to run. He's like... Ugh. Uh, anyway, I'm sorry. Go that, ahead. That's fine. So score. So basically, this yeah, it's home. basically you know, self-governed. You, you score yourself, and that that's the fun part of it is the shoot. Yeah, you know, and there the is camaraderie. A, the camaraderie. You meet a lot of cool people. They have primes there. They've got you know different bow shops. They've got different manufacturers. They've got last year they they had Leopold. And do they allow crossbow? No. Uh, well, wait, I, I can't say that absolutely uh, for sure. I can't say that absolutely for sure. Maybe you should start a crossbow one. Two. I was, um, oh. You know, it's going to eventually, and, and I'm sorry, I'm going to go off on a little tangent here. Eventually, Uh-oh, cut them now. if this industry does not change its attitude, you're going to have to. Um, and I, I say that because there, I, I've had some really rough conversations <laughs> talking to some people lately in the industry about how they don't believe that crossbow belongs in archery. When this happened, this happened at the bar. <laughs> no, 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 it wasn't actually. It was, it was, it was, oh, it's so yeah. So. That, that, anyway. that, that's the exact, exact grief that traditional longbow and recurve shooters used when compounds came into existence. Yeah. And I'm only going to say this. Everybody that tries to make that argument with me, I asked them this one question. Here we go. Here we go. Have you done it? Probably answer not. it's not mainly nothing. No, say. probably not. So don't don't sit here and don't say, don't sit here and say back up now. Crossbows here. aren't for archery. They should have their own season. They should be treated X, Y, and Z. If Make you've never room. done it. Point case mic drop. All right, next topic. Dang, <laughs> sorry, that I, that just hit me. It hit me Dang. the wrong way. I like the mic sorry. drop part. That's you like awesome. that? <laughs> and just just word to total archery. The guys that are, are setting it up and running it. Find a better system than the system you had for this last Let's registration. Have mine. We can yell at them about it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, honestly, I'm not opposed Why? to not having crossbow there. Um, it's not as quick. It's not as easy. You got to cock the bow. I get it. Like, I was just wondering. I get it for that well, type of, like, if you're going to do it, it's got to be its own separate course, I'm, uh, I'm always whatever. amazed at these, these archery clubs that have 3D shoots and they won't allow crossbows on them. Yeah. They say they use they use the analogy. Well, it tears up the target. True. Yeah. No. I. I, I, I don't disagree with that though. I. I do get. <laughs> they should have target crossbow targets. Yeah. That's all. Agreed. It should be its own separate thing. I was just asking. It'll get there, out guys. Of curiosity. It'll get there. And then and then you pressed you when you said no that just hit a hit a hit a cord. But we could tell. Yeah. Sorry. I, I apologize. It Ur- wasn't. It wasn't that obvious. I need a hug. Urinating while hunting. Moving on. Um, there we go. Piss on it. Yes, <laughs> I'll try not. I'll try not to get pissed off during this conversation. Yes, <laughs> I, I can see this is going to. Don't look to- pissy at me. <laughs> I, I can see this is going to be a totally void conversation. Uh, okay, our- <laughs> so let's start with the easy one. Okay, so this is we're gonna go around the room. Well, let's not. Uh, 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 uh. Let's go around the room. Well, do you think, starting with Kevin, then Bob, then me, then you, 
in you. It's fine. Do you think urination while hunting hurts or helps you or doesn't matter while hunting? And, and, uh, and, no. and, and, no, this, this is add on. This is add on. What do you do when you have to go? Start on Kevin. Okay. <clears throat> so typically, I try not to urinate in the stand. Okay. And if I do, I usually carry a bottle with me that I can cap. Have you ever accidentally drank that bottle? <laughs> Not completely. <laughs> a little oh. No, no, never made that. Never made that accident. A little um, but I will say this: I've been in a tree stand, and if I didn't have a bottle with me, I had to go. Yeah, I've gone. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. And I <laughs> once saw on Michigan Outdoors they did a thing where they actually. I don't know if this was like a regular study or anything, but they said the deer were attracted to it somehow. Okay, all right. Okay. Bob? I don't think it matters, to tell you the truth. Now, I've urinated out of tree stands. In a ground blind, I'll keep a bottle with me. Have you done it in your car? As far as pissing in the car? I'm just trying to understand. Forget the catheter you have to wear now, but yes. <laughs> probably at one point in my early life, I have probably ever, did. Have you ever been driving and peed in a bottle, <sighs> throwing it out the window? Bottle? No, no, no. Because that's probably I just illegal. throw it out the window and go. <laughs> that's no, nasty. no bottle needed. Okay, so back to hunting specifically. All right, so uh, you have no issue with it either way. No. Okay, I guess we kind of missed another question. We'll come back to that. This other question, we'll come back to that. But um, all right. So for me, I don't think it matters. I think um, uh, I've 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 peed lots of times in the stand. I've had deer come right under me, right around me. It's never seemed to matter either way. Now, I mean, I'll tell the Brian story, I guess, unless you were going to plan to tell that story. Um, <laughs> let me go you. first. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. So my answer is, I think. It matters what you eat. Ooh, this is getting deep. I agree with you mean that. like asparagus? And yes. depending on what you eat, that's what actually matters or not. I as agree to with you pee. But asparagus are natural in the field too. Right, but that's I'm not I'm not the asparagus thing is not my point. My point is if you eat like a if you Orange eat juice? like a predator, let's say, right? You, you eat a ton of they're jerky. gonna be able to smell and, and I'm not a, I'm not a doctor, okay. but I'm going to assume that there are certain there are certain uh, elements uh, of uh, that food that are mm, going to work mm, your work mm. its way into the urine, and the the, no the deer are going to be able to tell what type of diet. What kind of drugs and, you on? And and maybe I'm completely off base, and maybe that's not what my point is. My point <laughs> is I, I think it does matter like what you I think I think your what statement. you smell like, and maybe that's that's the point. It, ma- it matters what you. What your urine. You, We're talking about urine specifically. Well, yeah, what you smell like. Okay. It could be different for you than Bob, yeah, I get than that. me, than I Kevin. get that. So, I would say... And I just let it go, by the way. I think that I think that that's actually a very smart way to look at it, since you do have a bio background, bio degree. Um, but I would say... Now, I don't know how Brian produces his urine, but... Well, I think there's a lot of estrogen in it. <laughs> maybe, but he, he definitely ate... <laughs> I love you, Brian. <laughs> he definitely, he definitely <laughs> ate lots of meats. We had deer chili and bear chili. I think we had lots of beef jerky, um, and he was eating all that stuff. 
And he peed, and this buck came in, nose blaring, and he shot it and killed it. So I, I, I don't know, right? Like you said, though, it's true, because I you don't know. Maybe his body didn't produce the odors of a predator because he has a lot of estrogen or whatever. So maybe... <laughs> <laughs> Do you, hold on. Do you know what estrogen is? I'm, it's, I know it's a female thing. <laughs> yeah, okay. I, I realize that. I'm just saying that maybe that's why. I don't know, but I can tell you he peed the mist mist because it was windy, and this deer <laughs> came in out of beeline as soon as We're he gonna, peed. Listen, I can't wait and to he read He swears the by it. Like, he swears. He pees all over everything now. He gets up there. He's just all over the stand, the trees. He's just peeing it I everywhere. Can't, I can't wait to read the comments on this because this is going to be so... This well, is gonna what be do you so, guys think? What did Ron say about you're it? You're a complete <laughs> idiot, or you're 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 there's something to it. Would, would Ron yeah. would Ron let him hunt with him? What's Reswell? Ron, say? I think, did a complete 180 on the pee thing. I think a, he a used long, to. A long time ago, he would never pee at the stand, not even really in a bottle. He would just hold it. But I think that he has then, you know, and then he realized it didn't change anything, and so I think at that point he. I, I would venture to say something. I mean, other, I could be wrong. I mean, I'll, no, I'll have to text him and find out, but I, I'm pretty sure that would is be would be what he says. I would venture to say that some of the other better hunters that I know, Cedar being one of them, um, it doesn't matter. I don't you think know. it does. So, but I t- I totally agree with you. I, I think there are things diet. that you can do to screw it up. There, your diet. You know? Yeah. Well, I think one thing that matters is, <laughs> without getting too descriptive. <laughs> If you don't get every drop out. If you say the motion of the ocean, I'm going to just no, jump over You don't table. get every drop out sometimes, and you drip on your hunting clothes. So you've missed. And then you try to wear that same clothes for a couple of days. It does develop a sense. Yeah, I mean, hunt, hunt, hunting camp, <clears throat> I mean, I, I only bring a limited amount of underwear. So yeah, I'm it. not you're not just underwear. I mean, I'm talking about yeah. if you get it, you know, let's say the wind blows it back on your clothes or something like that. Now it's on there. And I don't think it's it's the same yeah. the next day or two. Yeah. No, and I do think too. We need to maybe preface this with saying it 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 might matter depending on the deer type, buck versus doe, spike versus buck, right? Um, I think some deer are more curious than others, and I think that plays a role as well. Some the, deer uh, the the buck that. Uh, Brian shot was a pretty Seven significant point. buck, right? Yeah, yeah. Seven point. He came right up and actually sniffed. What time of year was this? Um, Fall, but was early, the rut, early. Was it pre rut? Pre rut no. when they were looking for no. Fighting. This was this was our first first hunt. weekend. First this was October. this was like opening opening, opening week. weekend. So early early. So fall. they're probably not really mm. looking to fight too much, but no. they are more curious, curious about what's in there. <clears> yeah. Hmm. Yeah, so very interesting. What's in my um, house? You know what? That'd be really interesting if we could get some trail cams up and pee on like a stick and see if they come over and smell it or whatever. That would be that would be speaking an interesting. Of, speaking of trail cams, I saw that. Um, Jamie posted a picture of a buck that came like a couple days or a couple hours after yeah. he left the last day. A beautiful buck. End of all, a made huge it, Michigan buck. Made it all through the rifle season. It was daylight. <clears throat> and it looked to me 
like it was going to the buck stick. Did that buck stick draw him? Yes. Draw? Is he got uh, that? The buck stick seems to work. Yeah. Um. So far, the what we've seen is that the deer like to visit it. Now, it, you know, it. I don't know if it. it, it like, so the concept works mm-hmm. in regards to putting it somewhere, um, having a scent on it, and having the deer attracted to it. Um, so it does seem to, at this point of our testing, so that work. big buck went to that buck stick. Yeah. Now, what do you? What do you have been the first? This. This is. This is where I step back a second and say, okay, hold on. Let's let's look at it for what it is. Would he have been the first buck there? I don't know. Was he there because other bucks were there? Probably. And the other bucks were there most likely because of the scent that they give you. So um, did, he but, have, did he have any others on camera getting? Uh, yeah. There I know were, he's there having was, some trouble with were, that No, camera. there were several, I think, that you know came over um, really? throughout the course of the season. So, yeah. Mm. Absolutely. But um, I, I think I think it's a I mean, it's a great product, you know, but it's it simulates a normal rub or a normal lick. Um, so if you can find one, I, a, lot, I also say simulates, say a lot of guys hunt over that. I mean, back to our other conversation, it also simulates some deer urine or something at the bottom, right? Um, it's it's not. It's all scent. So it's not urine. It's antler, forehead and hoof. Tarsal. Oh, okay. Tar- tarsal scent. So okay. yeah, no no urine involved. It's all it's I, all um it's all what I, what am I trying to say? Um it's all like glands. Yeah, it's all glands, but it, it's marking of the territory, mm-hmm. but they don't like they don't necessarily mark like predators do. Mm-hmm. Right? They mark with, you know, the glands that they have on their hoofs and, you know, that kind of thing. So um, yeah, so so far so good, and it, it's a it's a very intriguing product at this point. So it's amazing how them bucks can make it through yeah. the season. Nobody sees them. Yeah. Now yeah. I've but I say that to say I've had very similar results without it, but that's because I found a good licking branch that they were already using. Yeah. Right. So it's the There's it's that it's, it's yeah it's the marking of the territory mentality. But being able to artificially create right, that in your spot is a very a, intriguing idea. Yeah, that's if huge. you can't if you can't identify that spot yourself yeah. or have a spot like that on your property. That's huge. So, yeah. That's very interesting. I like that. Good I'm idea. definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna set one of them up next year. Yeah, so very, very good idea. Um so any other thoughts about pissing? So you okay? Let me actually. I do, I have a question for you, Bob, because you made an interesting comment. I wanted to talk about. Um, you said, you said you wouldn't in a ground blind. Just because, in a stand, you're more apt when you get up to piss because of that movement. A deer is more apt to pick you up in that that stand, getting standing up out of that that chair, that seat, that whatever, and moving around to piss. In a blind, you're covered. So you, know, you okay? So maybe I misheard you. Interesting. You you would in a ground blind. in a ground blind. You I would wouldn't in a stand. In a ground blind. Oh, I've got I've got it backwards, but I've done it out of a tree stand. Yeah. Even though I hate the fact that I've got to get up and stand and movement in a in the ground blind. I can use it. 
I can use a urinal, I can get up. I, I've actually gotten up stretched and stuff, and you're not going to have the movement to where they can pick you up. Yeah. You know, you can move around, you can shuffle. I think I, it's, here's the hardest part about all of this. You what's never that, know. That? You never know what is going to happen. No, and you try to always equate it to past <clears throat> behavior, right? When when X happens, you want to. It's a cause effect. I saw a big deer. What did I do before that to see the big deer? Right. I didn't see a deer. What did I do to not see a deer? And I think more often than not, we don't see deer, so we try to equate that to something that we did wrong. What did I do right? wrong? And I think that's the, that's the hardest conversation internally well, to I think, have is I what did the, you do wrong? I think the big thing, too, with anything you do on your blind, be it you have to, you have to pee. You, I mean, I've had a cup of coffee in my blind. People say, oh, my God, you're giving off scent and everything. Uh, you might have a sandwich or whatever. It all comes down to am I going out there for two hours or right. am I going out there for eight hours? Yeah. If am I'm I in, in it stand, for the long haul? I do some sti- I or do am some I trying sits. to be stealthy? And yeah. I'll do some sits. That's a great point. Morning till night. Yeah. And so yeah. if I'm doing a morning till night sit, obviously you've got to do some stuff, you know. So what I'll do is I'll say, okay, obviously in the morning, first daylight, I'm hunting. I'm hunting hard. Prime time, baby. Prime time. I may hunt till 10, 11 o'clock. I'll look at my watch. I'll say, okay. 11 o'clock, I'm going to take a break. Now, I'm not, if I'm in a ground blind, a break doesn't mean I'm getting out of my ground blind. Ground blind. It means. No, but you're not going to be as conscious. I'm going to take uh, a break where I'm going to have a cup of coffee. Yeah. I might have a sandwich. And you get a feel for it too, up right? And, I might get up and have to go to the bathroom. <clears throat> and for an hour, hey, if a deer happens to walk up and see, you know, but. I'm not getting out of my blind and giving my position away as I'm doing everything quiet, but I am taking a break. You can't, if somebody can go out there and sit for eight, ten hours and not do anything, well, that's one heck of a hunter. That's yeah. a ride. And they're out there. Reservoir. They're out there. Yeah. But to me, it's like all about am I going to be uncomfortable all day or am I going to have some fun? If you don't enjoy it, there's no point in doing yeah, it. Yeah, if it gets to a point where, oh my God, my stomach's growling. I'm squirming in my chair because I got to go to the bathroom. My and feet are cold. I'm no longer having yeah. fun. I guess a better way to put that, if the, if the benefit doesn't outweigh the the, the negative yeah. aspect of it, then it, there's no point. And that, you know the so. worst part about it, so, I mean, and I'll say this, because I have been hunting a long time, and I do some very long hunts, morning till night sometimes, really, really long hunts. And then I hear about a guy who comes out here, <laughs> Has breakfast, doesn't get out of bed, has breakfast, goes out, sits down on a tree stump, smokes a cigarette, and shoots some big buck. Listen, you know, iTunes. and it's like you just go, okay, it, what's going on? Is it just dumb luck or what's happening? It, well, it? I, I think that's part of it. Yeah, because you, you heard that story, that one guy, that one time, he doesn't have 30 stories like that. Yeah. He has one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, but there's a lot of people that have a story like that. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. It's cause <laughs> and you effect. You do not, sir. But that, that, that was exactly my point. Is when when that story happens, you want to equate it to something. Although but it, I will but it could say have this. nothing to do with it. I will say this. So we all think, oh, these deer are so smart and this and that and everything. In the in the UP, we used to be able to bait. Actually, we still can bait up there, so we could bait up there. 
So we would put apples out, right? So I would stay in my blind all day long, and my buddy, he took a break, went in, took a break. He has to walk right by my blind to get back to the cabin. And, you know, he we talked for a second. I said, when you come back out, bring some more apples because there's no way. You know, they ate my apples last night. He said, okay. So he comes back out. Now, he probably went in about 10, came back about noon. As he's walking by, he waves to me. He's got some apples. He goes and dumps some apples in the pile. Nice. And then he starts walking out to his blind. I'm watching. I'm like, okay. All of a sudden, out of the corner of my eye, I see some movement. I look. This buck is watching him walk down the trail, looking at the apples. <laughs> he takes a couple of steps, looks at him again, oh, takes a man. couple of steps. And this is a nice seven point, you know? He walks out. He is eating the apples before my friend is even out of sight. That's too funny. So I'm sitting there. It's I like gotta, the bear. <clears throat> I got to sit there and wait. I wait long enough. You know, I'm looking at my watch. I go, okay, my buddy's probably back in his blind. He's good and safe. Boom, I shoot a seven point. Nice. So so that just goes to show you how many times have you been walking down a trail? Does it really matter? But I'm saying you're walking <laughs> down a trail and you don't see anything. Yeah. How many times have them deer coming out and looking at you going, okay, yeah. he's gone. I'm coming. It's their woods, up. not ours. Yeah. Well, that, that's part of it. get it. Do we ever do anything? I mean, yeah, obviously there's certain things that we we can do wrong, but how much of it actually matters to to an opportunistic deer yeah. that's in it to to survive? And I right? think, and we're talking about normal everyday hunters, guys who are just weekend warriors and yeah. hunters. I'm not talking about the guy who's dedicated himself to scouting and doing this and he's studying one deer and, and, yeah. studying one deer for the whole summer yeah. and waiting for okay i get those guys they're a different breed of hunter than i am right but to me that's not really all that fun no it's too it's too much that's too much for me. i don't want to do all that i could say so much right well, i'm glad you didn't <laughs> i'm glad you didn't is there internet signal <laughs> is there Wi-Fi? <laughs> Do I have a heater? Okay. It's all about it. We're having fun. <laughs> I, I agree. I know. I know. So for well, me, it's always been. It's, it's not always about killing for me. I, I me just either. enjoy being no. out there. I think and the more I've hunted, the more I learned I've hunted, that lesson this year. The more I've hunted, yeah. the more I've killed, and the more I worry about having a good time and not worrying about it. Yeah, I learned Sometimes that. I'm like... Do I really want to get something? It's gonna be such a pain. Kevin in the and I have been like that. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I gotta gut it. <laughs> drag it back. We've been like that for years. I yeah. gotta take it to the. The adventures being outside. I gotta, I gotta take it to the butcher and pay money to get it processed. Now, I, when we did, or I gotta process it myself. It's like yeah. oh. the, the biggest lesson that I, the biggest lessons that I learned this year, was what patience and passing can actually teach you about what you really want out mm-hmm. of hunting. And uh, it was it was a great experience this year not to shoot anything. And everybody's like, oh, you didn't shoot anything? You know what? I haven't shot. This is the first time in probably six years that I haven't shot anything. Yeah. And it, it's taught me a lot. Yeah. Well, the last so. bear hunt I went on, I was very particular about what I wanted to shoot. And I watched more bears and more bear activity in this one season of hunting that I watched. Yeah. In no, but pre- how many previous. times did you have an internal conversation with yourself about maybe I should? That's always happened. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that was what I learned is how to, how to talk to myself uh-huh. about what I want. You know, right. that, and, and it sounds crazy, 
but it's it's true because like, you always like you always what did i do wrong what about this what about that what about this i should have done this i should have done that and and when you have the opportunity to pass on something and you know that you could have right and you have that conversation with yourself about why you did and why you didn't you learn a whole heck of a, a lot about maybe yeah. not about, about hunting yourself. but about yourself Yes. Well, my son Chris, you know, he took off for Illinois this this past fall with Roswell, Ron. Yeah. And he passed with on. Who, Roswell? <laughs> Roswell. Like, Area 51. Roswell. Roswell. He, he passed on Roswell. four or five deer. That, <laughs> some alien coming on his deer ranch. He passed on four or five Ooh, deer that I probably would have shot. And I told him he's crazy. He just made up his mind. He wasn't going to shoot anything unless it was 140 or bigger. And he yeah. said there was a lot of nice deer. And one day he, he counted 40, not 40 bucks, but 40 deer. If I have, so th- this is, the, if I have money on the line, yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm it's a different from, story. Yeah. Game, no games, uh, I'm, I'm taking it. I kind of agree with that. And, and, and that's it's it. so but, expensive for those but trips. That's me. Yep. That's not everybody. People, people. There's so many. There are so many people just pay for an experience, like a vacation, right? Mm-hmm. You come back with just an experience. I kind yeah. of agree you know? with that, but I'll tell you what. And, and uh, you know, we talk about bear hunting for people who have only hunted whitetail and never hunted the bear. Do it. That is an experience. Just watching Do them it. and being out. I mean, you're you know where we go. You're up in Canada. You're miles Canada, and miles from eh? anybody else. You're by yourself. Yeah. And here's these bear. A bear here. And it is, they it's will a whole eat you. Different experience. That's the cool thing. I just want to see Tim get eaten. That's the only reason I wanted to go. <laughs> I know I can outrun him, so I'm good. <laughs> if, I, if I didn't love you so much, you know, I can outrun him. I, I don't have to be fast. I just have to be faster than I you. I just got to trip Tim. Anyway, um, <laughs> great, great times. 2020. Hope, hope you guys all enjoyed it. Um, check out the ambassador program if you haven't checked out our you check out our YouTube page if you haven't check out our Facebook page if you has haven't um, seriously give us your honest feedback your comments uh, if we don't like it we'll just delete it anyway so it's not a big deal uh, <laughs> yeah remember <laughs> <laughs> crossbows what yeah remember shoot your bow yeah, shoot your bow man, man. Uh, anyway uh, thanks for joining us and we will see you next time on the BHP podcast When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.